Aaron, really good to see you here at Media Day and uh, back for another campaign in the BTCC. Yeah. There's a smile on your face, and I, I've got a sense just looking you in the eye. There's a bit of excitement there. The, the touch paper's been lit, yeah, hasn't it? It is. Like I, I feel like you kind of go into every season full of optimism, but for this year, I feel a lot more confident than I did this time last season. Um, for a number of reasons, you know, a year, another year under my belt in touring cars, and we've changed um, the engineering crew at our within the team this season coming into it. So I feel a lot more confident than I have in previous years, just because I know the depth of what these engineers are capable of. Um, and I'm looking forward to kind of getting to push on again. Like, I think this championship is a championship like no other. So you go into it each year, you know, with you know full of optimism but at the same time you have to be wary of everything about it um and do the best you can so i actually feel yeah really confident which is quite a nice position to be in there were some frustrations for you for last season there are also some, some excellent bits uh, yeah. we, we have to say um what have you learned what's the biggest thing perhaps that you learned from last year that you're going yeah. to bring into this year do you know i would say in some regards i probably overlooked how hard it is to get back into the championship mm. you know at the end of the day i i took three years away from front wheel drive racing and then came back in against the best touring car drivers the world has to offer in my opinion so to begin with it was getting myself up to speed then i almost break the year into you know, the first three races, then the, the next three were realizing areas within the team that we could improve. Um, and then it was putting those structure in place to kind of to come back into 2022. And I think in that regards, it was a success because we identified what needed to be done. Um, and Tony and everyone in Team Hard have done an unbelievable job in putting together what I would say one of the strongest teams and infrastructures to give us the best chance of success. There's still development yep. to do with the with the Cupra Leon, isn't there? Yeah. I mean, let's not forget, it's it's a relatively new addition to the paddock. It is, and I think one thing that helps this year is all the other teams are also dealing with something new. You know, this hybrid kit, it's going to throw the cat amongst the pigeons. There's a lot that needs to be changed setup-wise. So last year we came in with a new Cupra Leon that we had to try and develop where other teams had three or four years of successful development of that chassis where now that has somewhat been leveled because they all have had a new variable thrown in. So I feel like it's a good time now to go, in, go into year two where we've discovered some of the pitfalls with the car um, and then we can maximize the strengths of it while also the other teams that have had a lot of success in the championship, that may not be as successful. Mm -hmm. So I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it because I feel like we have a, a proper fighting chance. Hybrid era is upon us. Um, all teams are at different stages of mm -hmm. development, uh, as we've seen from the, yeah. from the test days. Where are you up to? We've had, a, we've had one very good run at Donington, so that was the 29th. Um, and to be honest, I was blown away by the equipment because, you know, let's not forget, it's the first time the regulations have been changed in I don't know how many years, since well, since the NGTC rules came in in 2012, was that? So it's a huge undertaking for the championship as a whole. So I have to say, Cosworth and everyone that has come into the championship have done an unbelievable job. Like, this, this is state-of-the-art. It is bringing the championship in line with what the road car general public are used to seeing these days. So I think we are actually, we, we've had a very good test so far with my car. Now the other two Coopers will have the hybrid kits in them as well tomorrow. Um, and then we have two more days of testing after that. So I think by the first round, we'll have a lot of mileage under our belt. Um, and from a driver's perspective, it's, it's a really unique challenge. You know, there's a lot to learn in it. There's a lot that goes into it. And, 
in some regards, because of my own kind of engineering background, um, it probably plays to my favor a little bit, having a little bit more that a driver can play with. Um, so I, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm excited by the prospect of what, what the hybrid has to offer. So what was it like the first time you pressed the boost button? Do you know what? <laughs> like, I described it as it felt like you were, you know when you're like going up a roller coaster and like it's all kind of quiet and then everything starts as you come down. That was like the moment when it went from hybrid into the combustion engine. Mm. Um, but it, it's crazy. It's crazy how it all works. Because like, let's not forget just how much, if you look in the passenger seat of these cars, just how much wiring and battery packs and everything that's gone into it. So for us to start it up on the EV motor for the first time in the pit lane, drive down, start it into its normal combustion engine, and for it to run flawlessly for the whole day is an unbelievable effort from Team Hard, but it's also an unbelievable effort from, as I said, Cosworth and and the championship in general, you know, to come out with these regulations that are a plug-in and play, um, and it aligns everything with where the modern car manufacturers are these days. I think it's it's brilliant. Test days uh, are test days, yeah. <clears throat> excuse me, and uh, we shouldn't put too much store about uh, against the times that people do for obvious reasons. And you've already alluded to uh, to this, but the season is going to start uh, with a bit of a leveller, isn't it? Because yeah. everybody is going to be learning how to race with the hybrid, yeah. not just qualify or do a fast lap with the hybrid. There's a lot, yeah, there's a lot from the engineers. You know, there's a lot for them to overcome, to develop, and then from the drivers and race trim, you know, I think you have to look at it. The first few meetings will take more development. So the teams will be getting up to speed. They'll be learning what they're doing. And we've seen, you know, yeah, you can take a lot from preseason testing, but, you know, you can't knock WS Orlock very fast. Mm. Um, I suspect a rear-wheel drive with the extra weight of the hybrid and then um, the deployment system should have a very strong year. But I also think the front-wheel drives will gain momentum as the year goes on. Mm. So I think, you know, it will be no different to any other season that... People will look like they have a bit of an advantage and then all of a sudden the tracks favor a front-wheel drive car and it all comes back into the mix. So in that regard, I'm looking forward to seeing how some of the teams that are used to success at the front of the championship cope when it doesn't go their way all the time. Um, and it gives us a chance to really get in, get stuck in and see what we can do. What are your expectations for you this year? Yeah. What's your, your line in the sand, Aaron? You know, I'd love to get back on the podium. Um, and I think... I feel very confident of that being a case because, as I said, you know, Hexatron, who are the new engineers that are involved with us, are phenomenal. And I would say, like, I've been around championship-winning engineers over the span of the seven years I've done so far, and I've seen how good they are, and I know what it takes to win, and I've the, these guys have it. You know, Federico and everyone in Hexatron are unbelievably good. So that kind of gives me the confidence to be able to say, I think we'll be fighting back for podiums. Um, where last year, into the top 10, that was success. Now I think we have a chance, yeah, to get to get in at the sharp end and, and see how we can fare, really. Good luck for the season. Have a really good one. I'm sensing that you are going to have a good season and that, uh, that smile will stay yeah. in your face. No, I appreciate time, that. <laughs> Thank you. Um, before you go, a yep. little bit of pre-season fun. Six cards to your cool. left. Uh, you can choose three. There okay. are three questions to answer. Read the question out on each one that okay. you choose and let me have your answer. I won't go in any particular order. I'll pick number five to begin. Good start. Um, what advice would you give to a 16-year-old you? I think for a 16-year-old me, I would realize that motorsport is as much of a business as it is a sport. Um, and I think you need to realize what goes on off the track can get you on the track. And I think sometimes that is overlooked, that people think performance and results are all that drives you to success, 
where actually it's what you do away from the circuit that will keep you in a long career. Um, I didn't realize that when I was that age. And it's only come to fruition over the last few years that I've realized, yeah, you have to work equally as hard off the track as you can on. Good advice. Question number two. We'll go three. If you could, what song would you play in a car on your green flag lap? Um, this is a bit controversial. I would say a bit of Taylor Swift. Oh. A bit of Taylor Swift. Can't beat a bit of Taylor Swift. Let's see. Um, what are the playlists like on your phone? Are they really uh, like, tacky dance songs? You know, songs sometimes or? like they go, like I have what I would describe as a teenage girl playlist. And then I have <laughs> a full rapper playlist. Like I have no taste in music. That's what the problem is with me. So it's literally whatever, whatever mood I'm in. Um, I actually think one of the most played lists that I have on Spotify is Teenage Dance Party. I'm pretty confident that's up there. Wow. Um, so yeah, I, I wouldn't say I'm the most tasteful of music. <laughs> now we've got Rick Parfit trying yeah, to suggest yeah, that yeah. he should be. I, 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 so he probably should. Sure. I think he would, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Anything he, to keep him happy. Yeah, damn right. <laughs> Good answer, final question. Uh, we'll go one, keep okay. it all in order. Um, who's, who's been the most important influence on your racing career and why? I'd have to say my wife, Lauren, um, because she has helped me beyond belief. And I think sometimes my name is on the window of that car, but I look at it as our name. You know, at the same time, like, like, yeah, like she plays an enormous role in helping me get on the grid and help me over the course of the race weekend. And I, I genuinely wouldn't want to do this without her by my side. Um, so I think, yeah, she is a huge influence. She's the only voice that I'll listen to, to be perfectly honest. And when I see a fitter rage, which being fighting Irish, I do see a lot of rage when I'm in the car. She's the only person that can talk me off a ledge afterwards. So, yeah, I think um, she plays more of a role than she probably gives herself credit for. What a lovely answer. Have a great uh, season, Aaron. No, thank you. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you.